Jonathan, the person who worshiped me, suggested or made the suggestion I should consider doing an episode on specific security features for people building self-storage or rehabbing self-storage. It always seemed like a boring topic to me, but he reminded me that when we do our boot camps, our live virtual boot camps, people in there spend a lot of time asking questions and want to know specifics. So, you know, what do I know? Let's talk about security features for a self-storage facility as a small investor. What options are available to you and kind of the thinking process behind putting security features in place. Which ones to use, which ones not to use perhaps. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self Storage and I'm the creator of the virtual boot camp. We're going to be having a live virtual boot camp towards the end of the third quarter this year. More about that coming up. I also have an on-demand where you can take the same training at your own pace. It's a cloud-based training tool with workbooks and forms. So no matter where you are in your self-storage journey, this the purpose of this boot camp is designed to take you from wherever you are all the way to putting your first or your next self-storage facility into service. It covers the four-phase strategy that I teach and use myself as I grow and get in the self-storage business and help others do it. All the forms, workbook, everything we use in our business, you'll have access to. You can find out more about it at creatingwealththroughselfstorage.com. But let's talk about security features. So when I'm working with someone or we are building a new facility or rehabbing a purchase we just made, we could be doing an expansion, doing a conversion. We're always having to analyze what security features do we put into place at this facility. Now, I want you to know I'm no expert on it. Many of you may know more about security features than I do. I'm just going to share with you my thinking about security around self-storage facilities, its purpose, and then how I approach what the various options are. Essentially, I think security is important because the customers of self-storage think security is important. My experience is that the majority of break-ins are mostly inside jobs. In other words, they are people who know it's in that unit and want to get in that unit. Very often it's estranged spouses or significant others, relatives, friends of the person who's running. Not always, but very often in a large percentage of the cases, these break-ins tend to be inside jobs. Hard to protect against that, but security features are important. I don't know how much they deter crime or how much they stop potential break-ins from happening, but I'll share with you my re overall relationship to the security features. Anytime we're doing a rehab, anytime we're doing new construction or a conversion, we spend a lot of time figuring out what security features we are going to be putting in place. We also focus on them, not just for the security feature itself, but because 
it helps rent units. It helps sell the facility. And ultimately, when we exit or refinance, but mostly when we exit, with certain security features in place, then we can be somewhat appealing to institutional buyers. Doesn't mean they're going to buy from us, but it's another check mark on an institutional buyer's checklist to have certain security features in place. I think when security features can be approached in four basic areas, or at least these are the areas I look at when I'm looking at a project. The first one is fencing. The second one is access control. The third one will be, we'll call cameras. And then the fourth area would be unit access. So as we're looking on what security features, we're going to break them down into those four main categories. Let's talk about fencing first. In most cases, we end up having to do decorative uh, wrought iron type fencing wherever, from wherever you have a street view usually across the front and if possible we'll do chain link fencing around the back now sometimes we can design a project so that a large percentage of where we may have put a fence normally we have the buildings themselves acting as barriers but we either have a building barrier uh, or we have a chain link fence in most cases on the sides and back of our facilities. For us, we it's rare, I'm not saying we haven't done it, we've been in some urban environments where the entire project isn't fenced off, but it's rare if we're ever, especially drive up, if we're ever doing a facility and we don't have it completely fenced. Now, in a few locations, not often but in a couple locations we've had problems with people taking wire cutters bolt cutters in essence and cutting chain link fence and entering and hitting units or hitting trucks and vehicles in those rare instances we've discovered that there's literally metal slats you can get that will go down in the chain link ultimately it wouldn't totally stopped somebody, but in, in these locations I'm talking about has totally deterred them from attempting to cut through that fence anymore because we've got those metal slats through there and it would just take a lot of time to do it. But fencing is an element, I mean, it's not inexpensive, but it is a very good first step in creating a secure barrier to your facility. Next thing I want to talk about is access control. So in our facilities, we usually use a local fence company to put up whatever fencing we're going to use. And then that same fence company will handle the gates. If at all possible, we like the sliding gates rather than the uh, tomahawk gates or whatever we call them. But I like the sliding gates, less expensive, less ongoing maintenance issues. We usually use a local provider in that market to put those in, but we contract with national vendors to put the access control on those gates. Uh, we have done a lot of business with PTI, some with Sentinel. It, for us, if we're working with a national vendor for any of our storage facilities, they need to be members of the SSA and the, and the ISS, Inside Self Storage. These are the vendors you'll see as you walk the floor of the conventions and meet them. So 
we'll contract with, let's say, PTI to do the gate access control, where you're either punching a code in or holding your phone up if you so choose and have an app that will read your phone. But in essence, that system will integrate with the operating system we're going to use in the office or wherever to run the facility. So when a customer's late in most markets, let's say after five days, the, the operating system will send a signal that it's 1201 on day six, that that code no longer works. The code will no longer work in the gate, in the access control system into the gates. And until that person pays, that code won't work. So everything's integrated together. That's one of the reasons I like the national vendors. Now, typically what they do is they will find a local installer that will install the system and even help connect it to the operating system in our computer. But we like working with those national vendors. A, they know the business. Nothing has to be figured out. There won't have to be any uh, integration into any software. It's already done. And they sell a lot of systems. Access control is a critical component for all of our projects. We do it because it helps customers feel safe and it allows us to see what's going on in our facilities. Ultimately, it adds value on the resale because institutional grade buyers are looking for good, strong access control. And when you have one from a national supplier, it's a known quantity and institutional buyers and other buyers feel comfortable that you know what you're doing and you've got a good system in place. Next thing let's talk about are cameras. Now we usually use a local supplier for the cameras. I am looking for someone who ultimately in a perfect world has done other storage facilities. Now my goal is not to necessarily cover every square inch or square foot of my facility, but I want to make sure key access points, key ingress and egress points, key access points into the buildings. Most of the hallways have some coverage in them. Now, I'm not convinced that cameras really do a lot. They help us rent a boatload of units. I'll talk about that in a second. But I have them there because customers feel safe when they walk into our facility and they see a large flat screen on the wall with all kinds of camera shots. Our managers don't even have to do a lot of selling on the fact we got cameras. They see it and they realize that they and everyone else are being watched or filmed as they're entering and exiting and moving throughout our storage facility. That alone probably eliminates a lot of the concern or fear that many people may have about security at a storage facility. We have found this single thing alone does more to help make people feel safe than almost anything else that we can do. 
Now, what, what I do, what we do is we typically will get with vendors and uh, we will give them a layout of our facility. And I usually ask them to make suggestions of where the camera locations are going to be. Um, I tell them what I'm looking for, which is what I just told you, ma major ingress, egress points. I want to be covered, into the building covered. I don't want any large blank spaces. But again, I'm not trying to cover every square foot of the facility. I let them lay it out where the camera locations should be. And if they've ever done storage before, it's not that complicated to do. And most vendors will pretty much put them in the same places. I may, or our team may tweak it a little bit, but ultimately we've never done a lot. Of, most vendors will come up with almost the exact same locations and then we can really price them out. Now, a couple of suggestions or things I've learned the hard way about cameras. One is don't ever daisy chain your cameras. In other words, if your cameras are wired in, and today we still wire our cameras in, I'm, I haven't found a wireless system yet that I like that really works well under all situations. So we still wire our cameras in, but you could, to save money, you could put a bunch of cameras on one cable and run it back into the office. What happens is if you quote daisy chain, what, what will happen is one camera goes down, that whole bunch of cameras are out. So I suggest not doing that. The other suggestion I have is to, you know, these cameras will go into their own computer system and you can get, each system is designed to hold X number of cameras. So uh, don't max out your system when you first do your rehab or your new construction. Make sure your system's large enough that you can add future cameras onto it. Uh, we've done it numerous times in numerous locations. We've ended up moving cameras, having to add a few more cameras. And if your system's already maxed out, those next cameras you're going to add could be very expensive. So make sure you allow enough extra room on your system to put more cameras in place if you need them. But of all the security features we have, cameras really helped sell our facility now the last area general area i want to cover are is unit access and that's a big subject today with all of the smart devices that are available for unit access where you can hold your phone up and there's no latch on there and there's a, a reader on the wall next to the door read your phone and the door opens or the door unlocks there's uh, oh, uh, automatic overlocking and automatic unoverlocking in other words the day you're late 1201 day six, your unit door automatically overlocks. And when somebody sits out on, their code won't work, but they're sitting by the gate and they pull their phone out and pay their bill, then the door's automatically unlocked. Um, there's cylinder locks, there's all kinds of unit access control options out there. The more automated your facility, typically the more you will lean towards that direction. There can especially be real advantages 
if you don't have any or very little personnel involved in running a facility to go that direction. For us and how we run facilities, we haven't gone in that direction, the unit access control. We have a lot of technology, but we haven't really focused on unit access control very strongly because we still have managers. And every time we look at an enhanced feature or any security feature for that matter, what we do is we get the cost of it, and then we look at what the benefit is. Where, how can we save money? The questions we ask are, if I spend this money on this unit entry system, can I, well, at least faster, can I get more rent for it, and will it add value when I resell it? And so far for us, based on our business philosophy and how we're running facilities, I haven't been able to see much of a return on investment. Now, that doesn't mean it's not there. That, mean, that doesn't mean I'm making the right decision. Just, just in our business strategy and how we've looked at it, we just haven't done that. Plus, if you watched the episode last week, you see I love selling disc locks. Helps me sell a lot more other retail, plus, I like selling the lock. So we typically use a very standard system with latches, sell disc locks, nothing else, still overlock and take overlocks off. But that's just our business strategy at the moment. Could change. Another enhanced access feature uh, that we've never done, I've priced it a few times and never and decided never pulled the trigger on it, but like individual door alarms where if someone breaks in a unit or the door opens in a unit that where the lock wasn't taken off or COVID, that something buzzes in our office, plus the customer may be notified on their cell phone that their door's just been opened. I've never done that. I'm working with someone right now uh, who's doing that, who's adding that as a feature on a rehab project he's doing. I said, I told him I've never been able to see the benefit of, of that cost plus the hassle involved, but he's convinced given the location that that particular project's in, the demographics of it, who his customer base is, which is a lot of commercial users, that having that enhanced door uh, access feature will help him lease units faster. And he may not get more money for it, but it will rent faster and ultimately add more value to the project. You know, I'm not trying to tell him he shouldn't do it. He very well could be making the absolute perfect decision. So, but there's all kinds of unit access control decisions that based on your business strategy, the area you're in, the demographic profile of the people that are in your area. These are all factors that need to end the return on investment. These are all factors that need to be considered as you're deciding on your unit access security features. Again, when I'm making any decision on spending money on security or any high tech feature, will it help me rent faster? Can I get more rent because I'm doing it? And how will it cut my expenses? Then I estimate a return on investment. If the return on investment's positive, we do it. If I can't get a positive return on investment, we typically don't. 
Now that's our overall approach to the security features as you build, rehab, or do conversions. So the what we've just talked about is the overall our relationship to security, the areas that we focus on, and our thought process behind it as we decide facility by facility what security features are we going to put in place for our customers to experience and to add value to our self-storage asset. Hope this helps. My name is Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage and I'm the creator of the Storage World Analyzer. Very often if I'm running my cost-benefit analysis, I will use the Storage World Analyzer to help me do that. The reports it prints out are phenomenal. They're great when I'm presenting to partners and when I'm getting loans on our projects. If you're using Excel, great. I still use it a lot, but I use every day the Storage World Analyzer. You can find out more about it at Creating Wealth Through Self Storage or StorageWorldAnalyzer.com. Thank you very much and I look forward to being with you next week.